Well, as we've been talking about all morning with the WMAY morning news feed, the state legislature's in session, which comes with a host of uh, issues being tackled. We've heard a lot about criminal justice reform and uh, different types of uh, regulations for law enforcement in Illinois being proposed. We have yet to see a lot of debate openly in either the House or Senate where uh, there could be an effort to try to decouple state tax code from federal tax code. Uh, But... Here we are, uh, getting ready to talk about tax policy in the final few days of the legislative session uh, before the new legislature sworn in on Wednesday, and they have to start all their work over again. Uh, but uh, it's another issue that might get people kind of glossing over a bit. Oh, no, we're talking taxes again. But really, uh, it's going to impact uh, small businesses all up and down the spectrum. Uh, and joining us right now is Josh Sharp with the Illinois uh, Fuel and Retail Association. Uh, they have convenience store owners all across the state. And, Josh, uh, interesting because about this time last year, we were uh, connecting to talk about uh, uh, different types of priorities that there were at the state house. Remember the issue about uh, having a gas pump attendant uh pump your gas that was a proposal at the state house last year my how times have changed that's right yeah i remember that proposal i remember uh proposals to ban certain types of plastic you know plastic straws bags uh, much lighter topic than I think we're talking about right now. So let's get into this because Friday, uh, the governor put out that uh, press release and uh, Republicans sure. blasted it as a unilateral approach. They feel that they weren't brought in at all to these conversations, uh, but it would ultimately mean that uh, a provision in federal tax code that uh, Congress passed and the president approved uh, to to allow for losses during the pandemic to, to ease the tax liability. Uh, but the governor saying that that means $500 million in lost revenue for the state, but anytime you hear about lost revenue for the state, uh, there's somewhere else that that's impacting. A tax increase is uh, a tax increase any way you cut it. Uh, what's happening right. here? Well, you know, I think it's unfortunate where the governor's, you know, um, been uh, on this issue. I would like to ask the governor, you know, what's changed? Because on March 25th, you know, when we were really sort of at the height of, you know, uh, the, the pandemic and, and entering into these lockdowns and nobody knew it was going to happen next. You know, the governor praised the CARES Act. He said this was a, quote, you know, record-breaking emergency, you know, and it was much-needed relief for our state, and he was very much in favor of the CARES Act. And, you know, I I would argue that, I mean, we're even in more of an emergency than we are or now than we were in in March. Um, You know, you've had several businesses continue to struggle uh, since then, and uh, they need that relief from D.C. more than ever. And to just say, you know, during a lame duck uh, session uh, of the legislature, that we need to decouple from the federal tax code. I mean, I think uh, it's a lot for business owners to take. They've been through so much already, and to learn that they can't take advantage of these uh, these tax incentives at the state level could be, you know, especially devastating. You know, the governor uh, back in March, like you said last year, uh, praised the the CARES Act, and a lot of the exactly. money was going to go and help out some of the uh, you know the grant dollars that he passed out through his administration for the small businesses, the business interruption grants, a uh, variety of other dollars going elsewhere, uh, federal relief being funneled through the state, and so on. But one thing we hadn't seen uh, was any kind of true reduction in state spending. Uh, we've heard right. some of the the talk about well, seven hundred and eleven 
$7 million. Um, we've seen a breakdown of some of that. We have yet to see the, the actual results of that, nor have we seen any indication of what the $75 million in uh, uh, you know trying to find cost savings with the state's employees. We haven't seen that transpire yet either. It's been 10 months here. Uh, yep. Tell us about what your, your, your members have had to do in those 10 months. Have they, have they been able to increase prices uh, to, to you know, keep them afloat? Have they been able to keep all of their employees on board uh, and then be able to you know, pay them for not coming to work? Yeah. Or you know, Tell us what the, the private sector here has had to do in the past 10 months that, this, that the state government has not done. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's been incredibly difficult uh, for my members, just like, you know, I think every business in the state has had a very difficult past 10 months. Uh, you know, luckily uh, for, for my members, at least most of them were designated as essential businesses because most of them sell gasoline. So they were able to keep their, their doors open. But I mean, even even for them, I mean, it's been very difficult. I said yesterday, I think gasoline sales, uh, depending on where you are in the state, you'll probably end up uh, 15, 20 percent below where you were last year. Same store sales, in-store sales have just been devastated because, you know, nobody really wants to go inside during a, a pandemic. People want to, you know, mitigate risk. So we're not having nearly uh, as successful of a year um, as we did, you know, in 2019. When it comes for, to people uh, coming inside, you know, purchasing items, you know, like, uh, you know, groceries or, you know, soda or cigarettes or whatever they might buy in a gas station or convenience store. So it's been, it's been very difficult. Um, that's what they've had to do, just like uh, many other businesses across the state. And, and you're right. They can't just pass that along to their, their customers. They can't pass along that increase. So going back to what D.C. did, they did it for a reason. They did it to put uh, more money back in people's pockets and allow them to keep it and not send taxes to Springfield or, or Washington. So that's why those incentives were passed, and we feel that our members deserve to take advantage of them at the state level. Illinois Fuel and Retail Associations, Josh Sharp joins us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Something else businesses have had to deal with in the pandemic, not just lost revenue, not just having to furlough and lay off their staff uh, to make ends meet, uh, but also, uh, I don't know how much this impacts uh, the convenience stores across the state, but you had a, a minimum wage increase in January. You that's had a right. minimum wage increase in July. You had another minimum wage increase in January of this year. Uh, so three yeah. uh, three increases in the minimum wage uh, in, in less than 13 months during a global pandemic. Uh, and now you guys are uh, possibly going to have to be on the hook for more tax liabilities. Uh, just all this compounded. Uh, what does this mean for neighbors, uh, for, for border communities? What does this mean for yeah. some of those business owners that are looking to invest uh, in, in, in new operations? Do they want to even come to Illinois? No, that's what I hear from most of my members. It's not that anybody is necessarily closing up shop and shutting down, uh, even though many have been, been hurt by things like you just mentioned, like the minimum wage increase. But it, it comes to when, you know, they're going to be expanding or adding jobs. And that's what I hear most from my members. It's, hey, I'm going to go to Missouri. You know, I'm going to go to Indiana. Just because it's it's so much cheaper to do business in those states. Uh, so you, you, you hit on the minimum wage uh, hike just moments ago. You know, don't forget, Illinois doubled, you know, just doubled its gas tax less than, you know, I think it was about a year and a half ago. We went from 19 cents a gallon to 38 cents a gallon. And then Illinois also put a, an additional dollar per pack uh, tax on, on cigarettes. So, I mean, all of those things, if those were national policies, I don't think our members would object to them nearly as much as we do at the state level because everyone's playing by the same rules. But when you're competing against, you know, five border states and Illinois' two largest population centers, the Metro East and the Chicago are near border. Uh, it makes for an incredibly unlevel playing field for them.
um, that's why I, I try to, you know, tell legislators, you know, all the time that, you know, it, it, Illinois is not an island. Uh, we have to take uh, take into account what our neighboring states are doing in terms of, you know, taxes on things like, you know, bike cigarettes. Um, but a lot of times I think those discussions, you know, they, they fall on deaf ears. Well, Josh, you also mentioned the uh, the gas tax doubling, um, you know, right. in, in a year and a half or so. Uh, and we also doesn't it, doesn't that law have like an annual increase in the gas tax as well? Well, it's adjusted according to inflation. Um, it, it's sort of it's complicated, but there's a Part A and a Part B of the gas tax rate. I believe Part A gets adjusted in June and Part B gets adjusted in January. Uh, Part B was just recently adjusted, and uh, it went to, I think, the the rate was about the same what you were paying before at the pump, put it that way, if you combined Part A and Part B. Gotcha. So something to uh, probably delve deeper into and uh, pull up that law and actually see how much it's increasing every year. So, Uh, But it does have some kind of – go ahead. You're at about 50 cents. Uh, well, if you're downstate, you're at about 50 cents uh, per gallon is, is state taxes, and you obviously compound federal uh, on top of there. It's a it's a huge amount, and it's even more if you're in Chicago or the collar counties because Illinois allows both the uh, counties and cities to get in on the taxing uh, game up there, which is something like no other state does. People kind of think that's normal in Illinois, but hardly even any other state allows the sort of pyramiding on fuel that uh, Illinois does. Josh Sharp, Illinois Fuel and Retail Association. Greatly appreciate you taking the time this morning. We'll connect again in the near future, all right? Absolutely. Thanks, Greg, for having me on.